Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hey, you know what to do when you're grown, you know what's right. 19, 16, I don't know. I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's one o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the College Loop Podcast, the sixth episode of the College Loop Podcast. I am once again only joined by Harrison Tarr. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Dill? Hate that Daniel's not able to be here today. Uh, I know that he said he was going to go get him a new whip. So you know what? Exciting things for Mr. Locke. Hope hope he gets him a nice safe reasonably uh sized and reasonably fast vehicle yeah and uh if you are also a fan of the college loop you're going to be also yeah you're also going to be a fan of the auburn daily podcast which me and tar are both going to be a part of i'm going to be on every monday and wednesday wednesday is going to be me and harrison tar yet again so hope you're not tired of us tar you're on wednesdays and fridays i will be on wednesday with you and then friday with the legend himself Lindsay crosby so let's go I'm, I'm hyped about it um if you guys have too much content from me and dylan guess what you get tuesday wednesday and thursday back to back to back <laughs> and friday with you so oh my gosh you're so right <laughs> you get a week's worth of us so and, and monday with you so really just five full days like. five full days and sunday <laughs> right so if you love the college loop you're gonna love the auburn daily that was gonna be up today monday as we are recording this and it'll be up. This will be up to tomorrow, so make sure to listen to them back to back. If you if you love Auburn and you love my voice, you're gonna love both shows. If you but, if you hate Auburn and you hate our voices, I don't know what you're doing. But what's up, man? <laughs> I mean, what's, something's wrong with you. Yeah. Uh, and let's just get right into it with men's basketball. Auburn makes five stars, small forward Ace Bailey's top twelve. He went to McEachern High School, which is the same place. You might know some of these players. I mean, you might know Isaac Okoro and Shreve Cooper, like those names. I don't know if y'all are fully aware of those two. But, yeah, Tara, talk about Ace Bailey a little bit. The uh, Auburn – Atlanta to Auburn pipeline is a real a real thing, Dylan. I'm a, I'm a living example of that. What can I say, right? I, <laughs> I, I even didn't even plan this, but I have the ATL T-shirt on today. Um, so, Ace Bailey, five-star composite on a, anywhere you look. Uh, he's uh, – in the top 15 nationally uh, from 24-7 and, and composite, he's number, he's number six in the country. Anywhere you look, he's a top five small forward. Checking in at six foot, 10, 185. He's a high school junior class of 2024. So still room for potential, like jump up a couple inches, which would make him move probably from that three roll to that four roll. And I don't want to put pressure on, on a kid that's not even mentioned how serious he is about Auburn, other, other, other than the fact that we all think that there's, there's serious connection there. It makes a lot of sense. 
And uh, I, I think Dylan and I, you and I were talking right before we started recording. I think that 2024 has the potential to be the best Bruce Pearl recruited class at Auburn, you know, which would also be the best Auburn recruiting class of all time. I've heard rumors that Auburn could take upward of five freshmen, which would be you're getting Duke Kentucky level consistency there. Um, and that's that's a that's, I know it's a hell of a connection there, but the the big thing that I like a lot about uh, Ace Bailey is is his versatility. He's got a smooth stroke from three, and uh, I I mean Dylan six foot ten, good perimeter shooter, kind of can take over the ball game. I think you know where this comp is going. <laughs> kind of sounds like a Houston Rockets player a little bit. That um, another no name player like Jabari Smith. Yeah, his name was something like Jarabi Smith if you ask. <laughs> oh my gosh we got to get colin on here one day and just ask him just not tell him the question's gonna be like so what were you thinking when you said jarabi smith <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think that ace holloway i mean i mean i say holloway excuse me uh ace bailey almost i, I got him mixed up with aiden holloway who we know is coming 2023 on. commit 2023 commit soon to be called the garden of aiden which is an incredible nickname by the way uh that, that's awesome I think that this is a potentially really good target. I think that we could find out in the next six months or so. He's a high school junior. Usually kids recruit going in their senior year, somewhere in that ballpark they commit rather. Uh, I think that we could find out Auburn's in his top five quicker than uh, sooner than, than you might think. So uh, big ups to Bruce Pearl and company for, for keeping that Atlanta pipeline strong. I mean, there's no hiding the fact that some of the best, best basketball count, talent in the world comes from Atlanta, Georgia. So. And to keep it moving, Auburn basketball is back in play on Wednesday in Georgia <laughs> in Georgia in Athens, Georgia in the Stegeman Coliseum Stegman Stegman it's a weird e to have there then if it's not Stegeman I don't know but yeah no they'll be they'll be at the Steg as they call it in Athens um, on Wednesday night I think it's a kind of a later later tip I believe it's a seven o'clock uh, 530. Is it 5.30 Central? 5.30 Central, yeah. I'm so glad you told me. That means I need to work a half hour early. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, so, that, so to that point, we were, were talking about this is going to be the last episode to come out before the men's basketball game. We'll have an opportunity to record. Sorry, Dylan, it's going to have to be late night because I'm coming back from um, Athens to get back to Macon. We'll do a late night. You'll be fine. Yeah, recap. You'll be fine. You're nocturnal. Uh, but right. Bruce Pearl spoke with the media earlier today, singing praises of Mike White um, and, and the tr- drastic improvement from last year that UGA has seen. This team is not the same. Um, they really worked the portal. That's kind of what Mike White does the best. Uh, Bruce noted also that head-to-head, Mike White's kind of been the Achilles heel in the SEC uh, for, for Bruce. And and last year, Florida was was kind of hard to watch, and they're in that same boat this year with the Bruce Pearl Disciple, oddly enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this, this team is sneaky – competitive uh Bruce brought up another good point about they've not played the rigorous schedule that some of the other teams in the SEC has but to their to you know spin zone that you can't measure confidence in college hoops and also like we said this team is light years better and it, and it really all starts with Cairo Quendo uh and, and we were talking about this kid last year when he came to play in the on the planes uh and and you and I looked at each other I think we were at that game together we looked and said that kid has Katie Johnson, Auburn transfer written all over him. And, he, and to his credit, he has stuck through it um, and stayed at Georgia, remained committed. I, I think that the transfer portal would be very interested to have him. Um, but if, if you look at him, averaging 14.3 points a game, he's played in 10 of their, their 12 games this, thus far. I believe they're 10 and three. I'm sorry, 10 of their 13 games. I believe they're 10 and three. You have to fact check. They're 10 and three, yes. 10 and three, yes. 
14.3 points, 3.9 rebounds. Eh, not, not really defensive menace, but 42.1% uh, from the field. Knocks down his free throws, uh, a 33% three-point shooter. The guy can kind of beat you inside and outside. So it's it's going to come down to guard play once again, Dylan, and and that's going to be the theme of the year, right? Yep. And you talk about 10-3. and three. Georgia has lost two teams such as Wake Forest, UAB, and Georgia Tech. And now Paris. remember, remember, Georgia Tech's having a better year than we thought they would. UAB's good. UAB's really good. And, and you lose some, so <laughs> – I look for my UAB hat behind me. If you're watching the video, you'll see that my background has been constantly changing. It might still be changing recently, but you can currently see my 40-plus hats that I own of college football teams. But, yeah, a uh, key factor of this game is consistency shooting for Auburn. It's something we have we have been getting a lot of inconsistency in. And I think a key factor to this game is Auburn needs to shoot the ball well to win this game. Last year, we had a little bit of a scare in Athens. 74-72. I believe you were there for that. Yeah, yes, yes, I was. <laughs> and uh, I remember watching this game, and I was petrified at the very thought of us losing to, at the time, the worst team in the SEC. First, I was afraid. I was petrified. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Wendell Green is going to have to play as well as he possibly can. We're going to have to see the Wendell Green that we are used to seeing this season. Uh, Janai Broom. Is going to have to be his Scotty Pippen. Is going to have to get the ball to him, get those offensive rebounds. He is averaging 3.1 offensive rebounds a game. <laughs> Up those numbers, buddy. <laughs> this game. I think the and, – and Dylan, I'd be interested to ask your your key player to watch. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just drop mine really quick. I think this is a big opportunity, and this is going to shock a lot of people coming out of the mouth of one Harrison Tarr. I think this is an important game. We know it's an important game for Jai Brib. I think it's a very important game for Dylan Cardwell. Uh, I I think that we've not we focus a lot on guard play, and I'm sure you're going to highlight a guard, and I'm absolutely going to you know I'm going to be behind you 100. Um, percent And 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 from the scoring perspective, I think it's an unspoken thing at this point that Jalen Williams is, in my opinion, the most important player offensively uh, on, on that floor, with the exception of maybe Jai Brib. On the defensive end of the floor. If you're Auburn, you would really like to see Dylan Cardwell return to that Dylan Cardwell we saw those first six or eight games and 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 really kind of lock down on defense and be able to shut Georgia down from the from the interior. If they've got to shoot the lights out, so be it. But you you want both rotations. You don't want the, the team to look lost when Janai Broom inevitably has to breathe. Yeah. Uh you brought up Dylan Cardwell. I'm gonna bring up uh, another position Auburn needs to play very well. If you watch the Florida game at all, which, Tar, I believe you have not watched it yet, or have you? Yeah, I get the pleasure of doing that here in a couple hours. Yeah, so Auburn was outplayed by two guys on Florida's bench who are both guards. Uh, the only guard that came to play last our last game against Florida was Wendell Green. We are going to need Zepp Jasper, Katie Johnson, Alan Flanagan to have at least semi-decent games. The games we've not seen, and I think since Washington, Alan Flanagan and Zeb Jasper are the two big ones. I know Katie Johnson can. He showed out a little bit last game from how bad really, he has been. I really consider Flan a three now. I really he's, he's he's listed as a guard on ESPN. That's what I'm going by. But I listen. He, as a guard. he shoots like a guard. <laughs> not not as well as a guard, but he shoots as much as a guard. 
Uh, but KD Johnson is going to, and Zeb Jasper are going to be the defensive guys mostly. Uh, if you know KD, you know he loves to steal the ball. Uh, Same thing with Zeb Jasper. He knows how to lock down other guards, but he needs to unlock that offensive side of him more often than not than he has been. Uh, same thing with KD Johnson. Shoots very inconsistently from the three. Shoots very inconsistently from everywhere, really, with KD. Uh, Same thing with Al Flanagan. He's been very inconsistent this season. At, at, I don't think Al's back. Alan's not, and I, I, I'll wrap up our conversation here with basketball. So I know because I know we've got some some football news to talk about. Um, hopefully not as much as usual. I know I know I just dumped a bomb on your play about twenty minutes ago. But thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Alan Flanagan. I've heard rumors. Rumors is such a weird. I, I hate throwing that around, but I've heard whisperings that Alan Flanagan may be seeing reduced minutes, and I'm not entirely sure that's not for the best. Uh, we've seen glimpses where it almost looks like Allen's back. Um, and, and you know what? Maybe he just needs a break, breakthrough game, like the Allen Flanagan game. You might need that. that. That might just be what he needs. I think that there will be reduced minutes. I think there's an opportunity now. And we, when we spoke about it after the Florida game, I was kind of red hot, heated about all the whole situation. I've had some time to think about it. It may present some more opportunities for Johan to get on the floor um, because I don't really know how much of a difference it is having Johan as opposed to Flan on the floor. Uh, I will say to your credit though, and this is where I'll leave it. Zep Jasper and KD Johnson need to show us something. Otherwise, those minutes should all be going to Trey Donaldson. Yes. Trey Donaldson is another player we could have highlighted a little bit because he's been one of those players that can immediately put momentum back in Auburn's offense. Uh, we saw it against Washington where you were like, dang, this guy's really good. Kind of wish you to play football too, but and he's a spark plug slash microwave. Exactly. He functions as both. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of what Katie Johnson was a little bit last year. Yeah, he was. And, and I don't want to. I'm. I'm not throwing in the in the towel on Kevin uh, on Kevin Durant. I almost did it again. How about Kadarius Johnson, who I found <laughs> out today may or may not be a Georgia football fan, huh? Uh, but uh, just a little football news out there. Uh, Purdue is not good in bowl games <laughs> against SEC teams specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've allowed 63 points in their last two SEC bowl games they've played. <laughs> I There's so many jokes I can make about that situation in that bowl game. I'm just not going to. I'm going to take the high road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, choo-choo. Uh, so, in other basketball... Spoiler makers, of course. <laughs> in other SEC or uh, Auburn <laughs> basketball news, uh, on I believe, women's basketball is going to be playing on Thursday, January 5th at number one, South Carolina. We'll be previewing that. Uh, right after we review the Auburn Georgia game, yes. So get ready for a game where if if you love women's basketball, maybe maybe skip this one if you're an Auburn Auburn fan. <laughs> you might, yeah. And we'll we'll talk about it closer to them. But the the loss of Missouri was a heartbreaker, and I'll leave it at this. Johnny Harrison Company and and Coach Harris said it herself. They need 23 back on the floor more than they can begin to imagine. Not even begin to, more than they can verbalize honestly scott grayson's presence is huge and not having not having her on the floor is i i think that if honesty is in the game auburn's one and one in the sec right now facts big facts all right and now to go to three after thursday (laughs) (laughs) now to get into football if you watched sunday night football last night you know that the oakland uh, las vegas raiders lost to the San Francisco 49ers, 37-34. But there was a, a very familiar face 
on the under center for the Raiders last night in uh, Mr. Jarrett Studham or <laughs> Stidham, whichever one you want to say. <laughs> uh, but last night, Jarrett Stidham, 23 of 34, 365 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions that I believe were actually drops that got picked off. Uh, fun fact about that game, the only other player in NFL history with at least 365 passing yards and three touchdown passes in his first career start is Mike White from the New York Jets last season in his 34-31 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. This Is is this on the rundown and I just didn't see it? Yes, it is. <laughs> so I was really hoping that you were about to be like, it was Joe Montana. And I was so ready to be like, stop the count. Stop the count now. <laughs> you know, the, the Bruce Pearl, the that, that clip, that's me. Yeah. Right now. Just yeah. I just wanted to, <laughs> I read it in an article and I was like, I have to bring this up. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Stidham impressed me yesterday, man. Uh, Decision-making, using his legs every here and, here and there when, when he had to. I mean, had a huge, uh, I guess well, it wound up being a, a half yard short and they converted anyways, but a huge pickup to, to keep Vegas in the game. Uh, both of his interceptions were flukes that bounced off of, you know, I guess not flukes, but you know what I mean, weird, wacky bounces off players and defenders' hands. And he was thrown into tight windows, his fire, like, and, and he was hitting his guy. And and check downs were there. He was checking down more now than he was his senior year at Auburn. That's not even close. Uh, I think that uh, this was this was an encouraging uh, sight for for Stidham and 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 for Auburn alum and the, and the pros because then you turn around and you got Legatron. <laughs> you know that's got to be fun <laughs> for those guys. Um, so that was that was fun for me to watch. I feel like you're watching OG Auburn out there because Daniel Carlson. Tied the league single season record for field goals at 50 or more yards after he kicked a 57 yard field goal. I bet the Vikings are so glad they let that guy go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Vikings and the Patriots probably punching a wall right now because yeah. they let they let go of a star studded Hall of Fame quarterback and Jared Stidham. Right, right, mm-hmm. and <laughs> a for sure Hall of Famer in Daniel Carlson. First ballot. <laughs> um i think that it's also kind of fun this is this is my last little note about the raiders right now and they're not making the playoffs we know that but they got eliminated right yeah they're eliminated so be it it was fun um and it will continue to be fun if you want to feel like you're watching football in like 2017 college football in 2017 watch the las vegas raiders because when you see jarrett stidham drop back and bleed a pass to gotta be 55 year old hunter and throw <laughs> For a touchdown, and then Daniel Carlson kicks the field goal. It's like, holy crap! Where? What year is it? <laughs> uh, I do have. I'll pitch this to you afterwards. But I have a fun thing to do uh, that I saw on TikTok. But to keep it going, uh, DJ James and Nehemiah Pritchett back to the planes for this one. Both returning for next season, which I think is huge for this Auburn defense. Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, talked about a little bit on the Auburn Daily with Lance Daw today. Uh, with he talked, he pre, we did his five you, New Year's resolutions for Auburn football. You mean Lance got that dog? That's what you meant to say. That is what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, one of his resolutions he said was to reestablish a defensive identity. Uh, if you watch Baylor at all in 2021, you know that they know how to turn over the ball. In 2021, they forced 19 interceptions. 19 interceptions. Tara, can you take a wild guess as to how many interceptions Auburn had last year? Take a wild guess. Six. Yes, actually. I, I actually knew that. I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. 
Uh, and so forcing a lot One of, of them being Owen Papo on Bryce Young. Carry on. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, so uh, DJ James and Nehemiah Pritchard are going to be the number one and two corners going into next season. Uh, Tar is foaming at the mouth for Akai and Lee to get some early playing time. Uh, but getting those interceptions like that is going to start off with the fact that DJ James is one of the best corners in the SEC, and he definitely could be later on a star-studded NFL cornerback because you know Auburn is now DBU, by the way. Yes, and he's destined to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Carry on. Of course he is because <laughs> Tampa Bay is all about breaking my heart. Uh, but, yeah, two big-time guys that are back who, after Harson got fired, immediately started playing better. Like, it was night and day. Watching Pritchett give up, like, 20-yard passes playing the early season and then watching him just shut down guys like uh, Jaden Wally and Jermaine Burton. I'm trying to think about the Rodgers receivers he covered. One of of my favorite memories from this football season is me texting in all capital letters and every single person in the group chat emphasizing, holy, Nehemiah Pritchett turned his head. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's another guy that we could make fun of, but we're not going to throw any names out there of another Auburn secondary player who got picked on a lot this season. Yeah, Uh, we could just not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, big pickups. I guess it's pickups. Uh, you got two guys. Retention. DJ, retention. Yeah, uh, DJ James could have probably went pro this year. Probably wouldn't have been a early draftee. Would have been like your four or five round. But we have guys like Rudy Ford and uh, Daniel Thomas, guys who have really popped off as of recently. I think Daniel Thomas is like three or four interceptions. Like the Rudy Ford being four or five round pick uh players Rudy Ford had a pick yesterday did, yeah, did, he, did. He, did he take it that was that house call I couldn't remember I, I saw I that. can't remember the Packers I, yeah, I, are I got it I got an update from that from like I it may have been Lance who put it in the group <laughs> chat and I was like oh that's cool I'm not gonna watch that game back to Jerson <laughs> <laughs> back to the goat uh Jerson. but yeah uh secondary DBU Legion of Boom is coming to the Plains <laughs> I'm very excited about this secondary and, and and the retention here is so big. Um, DJ James and bringing back Pritchett, like you said, they got better when when Harson was gone. And then I just I I think that Auburn has dogs. I really do. Uh, I think that having two solidified solidified air quotes starters because anything can shake up in spring ball, right? But this is huge, and and I can't. I don't think you can measure how big of a deal this is anchoring down that secondary because for for so long. Auburn's front seven really bullied people. And then it flipped to the secondary because the front seven was just kind of meh. And then uh, then this, your secondary, you're like, okay, wait a minute. So the secondary is not good anymore. Is there any part of this defense that's good? <laughs> I would say a key factor to this team next year is the fact that the secondary is looking really good. Mm-hmm. Defensive line is going to look stout. The question for this defense is, can they replace players like Owen Papo and Derek Hall and Colby Wooden? You know where my heart is with Owen. Don't put him in the Derek Hall and Colby Wooden conversation in terms of replacement. Well, I'm going at from like, I think the D-line, it won't be able to replace a Derek Hall or Colby Wooden as easily. But I think that the front 
as a whole has gotten better. Y'all got any more of those Wooden brothers? <laughs> we do have one at safety who could see some, who might start at free safety, maybe. Uh, maybe. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but like the secondary is looking really good. You got, you got Pritchett, James, then you got Osbury and JD Rhyme who are looking to get in. So Kyan many. Lee, so Donovan Kaufman, and whoever's starting at free safety it could be Caleb Wooden. What if Donovan Kaufman just rocks in 2023? I like the idea of him doing that. I think with Zach Etheridge. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm so serious. Out of that group, Donovan Kaufman, I think, is the highest ceiling of the guys coming back. I believe you are right. I think uh, him being the – he's going to be a captain of that defense. For sure. Oh, for he's sure. Probably uh, not a captain. He's going to be the captain of that defense. I, absolutely. I just – I'm curious – and this is we'll, we're definitely going to have a roster point as we get into the offseason in the summer talking about roster position by position breakdown. But this will be a good conversation for them. I think Donovan Kaufman might have the potential to be the most improved player on that defense. Let me uh, let me read you the positions that led Baylor and in interceptions in 2021. That year they had 19 interceptions. Uh, so the leader was uh, JT Woods had six interceptions safety. Right. Uh, Al Walcott, I believe that's right. Three interceptions, safety. Uh, Jalen Petrie, who is now in the NFL, two interceptions. He's a safety. And Jerrion McVia, two interceptions, also a safety. I'm seeing a trend. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the secondary, or at least the safeties, are going to be getting some interceptions next season. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to closer to the NFL draft and I'm going to have a whole – uh, breakdown of how Owen Papo could have just been a really big free safety. It could have been. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think if they, if this Auburn defense can bring in some linebackers, especially that one from Maryland that uh, Zach Blackerby wrote an article about in the Auburn Daily. Correct. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I know he's from Maryland and I know he's good. Carry on. Uh, but I think that anchoring down that linebacker core with this four-two-five that Ron Roberts is going to be bringing in, this uh, old Kevin Steele type scheme. I think if you get the the two part of that four-two-five settled, Ahmad this defense, McCullough. Say McCullough. Ahmad McCullough. That's right. Ahmad McCullough. That's yeah. right. Uh, if you get Sorry. if you get those linebackers built up, this defense is going to be. L-E-G-I-T, legit next season. Filthy. Absolutely. Flip it to the other side of the ball, Dylan. I gotta. I think that we we can we can kind of move forward. I know I know that we can. I could talk about the sovereign defense all freaking day. I really could. I'm just <laughs> really. I'm so excited to watch um, this this youth get better. I mean, this is going to be an awesome Birmingham Bowl next year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm only kind of half kidding, but. I'm going to go ahead and break this and let you go in first because you were – time and time again, Dylan Lark keeps bringing up points that I keep telling him he needs to shut up about. And then I'm right for a minute, and then it flips on me. There's a young man who's currently playing in a bowl game as, as we're recording this. His name's Michael Pratt. Uh, Pratt. You want to talk about Pratt first, or you want to talk about that offensive lineman that we uh... – I want to talk about Pratt first. I want to get that one out of the way. All right, so – if you're unaware, Grayson McCall has taken his name out of the transfer portal. So that well leaves up in the air. Robbie Ashford, Spencer Sanders, or Michael Pratt, who's currently playing against USC and is currently holding his own against USC. Not that their defense is in the Nebraska belt. 
But this Auburn quarterback room just keeps getting more and more migrainingly painful (laughs) to keep up with. Uh, Yeah, you talk about Pratt. I'll let you break them down from the analytical standpoint here in just a second. But this whole traction just kind of resurfaced like today. And, and I think that you and I had kind of had peace in our last episode that it was pretty much, or at least not necessarily last episode, but our last time we talked, uh, we had peace with the fact that it was down to, it's either going to be Ashford Sanders and now it's not. (laughs) And it sounds a lot like, uh, as soon as this game ends, this cotton mole, um, inevitable loss. It's already, it's already over two lane one, two lane one, two lane one, 46, 45. Whenever USC got to figure out that defense dog. Oh my God. <laughs> Caleb Williams did five, five touchdowns in the loss. I, I swear I walked out and they were down, what, 42 35, 42 30, something like that. Uh, it's see, hold on. You keep talking. I'm going to find out what happened. But apparently, af- immediately after this Cotton Bowl, since it's now over, and apparently Tulane came back and won, Jesus, good night, Heisman winner, Caleb Williams. What? Um, it seems like there is serious traction for Pratt to come to Auburn. He's the reason Tulane has been so successful on offense. I mean, their front sevens, I mean, excuse me, not front seven, their, their offensive line is is good. Their defense is solid-ish, but he has been has been their offense. So the fit, the fit makes sense, but he's pro style. So what, where did you, when did you leave the TV? What, what, how long was left in the game? Whenever you, I guess, cut it off? Eight minutes. Okay, so with four minutes in the game, USC got the ball at their one-yard line. Uh, safety. So it's 45 39. Mm. Uh, Tulane got the ball with three minutes left in the game. Uh, took it down the field, scored touchdown, 46 45. And yeah, uh, T- a USC throwing a complete pass to end the game. Uh, and Michael Pride did, did the job, he did the thing. So for all the haters out there who don't think the 12 team playoff is going to work with an automatic bid for the GO5 uh, winner, uh, Tulane just proved y'all wrong. <laughs> But their quarterback proved us right. <laughs> but the quarterback is making more work for me. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, uh, Michael Pratt in this game, 8 for 17, 234 yards, two touchdowns, also ran the ball 15 times for 83 yards, which is five and a half yards a carry. It's a good game. Very good that, game. That's fine. Um, I would be surprised to hear his name gain more traction than it already has but dylan damn it i get surprised every time i check my phone so i don't even know anymore <laughs> so i i don't know where to even go with this uh michael pratt yeah pro style quarterback gaining a lot of traction with the auburn tigers because god forbid it's it's simple and when Dylan said he doesn't know where to go with this, it's because it's because he has a migraine because of this situation. He was completely fine until I said the words Michael Pratt, and then his migraine just resurfaced. Yeah, Tar got a lot of words from me, and it's, that's it, or at least was one that word. Words? That was just jumble. Yeah, I just ran, I just sporadically typed, but yeah. One more transfer, and let's wrap this bad boy up and let people enjoy their Tuesday. What do you say? <laughs> let's go. Tar, do you know how many offensive linemen Auburn has picked up in the uh, in this recruiting class and in the transfer portal? Six? Six. Oh my gosh, I'm so good at guessing things that I think I know today. <laughs> Lucky number six. <laughs> but with that, Auburn has offered yet another offensive lineman. This one from Eastern Michigan with their beautiful gray football field. Not anymore. It's, it's green now. 
They got bullied out of it. I'm upset. <laughs> no, yeah, no, me too. Carry on. But yeah, he received an offer from Auburn, I believe either today or yesterday. I didn't check the date. Yesterday. 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 He is six foot four, three hundred and eight pounds. And everybody wants him. And everybody wants him. This man entered the portal and immediately got eight offers. Which is probably why he entered the portal. There was probably a lot of trouble. I mean, he's he's all Mac, right? Um, there's, there's, there's no surprise there. I, I don't know about, I've, I've really not heard a ton of, a ton of smoke about, about this, this fit, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I'm sure certainly this is going to be a P5 move. Otherwise, why would you leave? Right? Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, running out of spots on that offensive line. And I never thought I would say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, line's looking a little spicy too. Yeah. Uh, but a key, uh, one of the big factors of Marcellus's game was pass blocking, something that Hugh Freeze wants to hammer home. He wants to be able to pass the ball. And props to him for being good at pass blocking. Lord knows I was terrible at it. <laughs> hey, props to anyone transferring to Auburn that knows how to block, period. Yeah, we're surprised that we don't have to do open tryouts with some students. <laughs> Hugh Freeze has completely changed the trajectory because – Brian Harson did not want to recruit a lineman. Hugh Freeze has emphasized it. It was like, I want my quarterback Love to it. have fun. What a what better way to round off a nice the second the second pot the first podcast of the new year, actually. How about that? First yeah. show of the new year. What better way to round it out with than with a little Brian Harson slander? Um <laughs> I, this is just a fun chime in. I don't I think this guy might be living the dream. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, I think I think he might be living the dream um, because he didn't do a job for like a year and a half. And then now he's got fifteen point six million that we paid him, right? That Auburn paid him rather. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Harz. And um, no more huddle with Harz, though. I'm upset about that. I was hoping for a crossover one day. <laughs> you can have you freeze as a, as a uh, guest. <laughs> it's a good idea. Good question. How do I do my job? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Wow, what a! I just I wanted to re, re, just just put this out there while we wrap this up. Going into twenty twenty three, what a completely different outlook we thought this podcast has out toward the football program that we thought we were going to when we started it. <laughs> I know, right? If you didn't know, Robbie Ashford's a fan, maybe, possibly, allegedly, rumor allegedly has. a fan. Uh, our sources say he's a fan. Sources, trust me, bro. So in the next episode, we're kicking Jake off because he hasn't been here at all, and Robbie Ashford's going to take his place. Replace them for the other another. Ooh, I love I love live rumor spreading. <laughs> <laughs> we are having an actual famous Hoover grad on the sh- on the show. His name is Jake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I wrap the show up today? I don't know. I don't ever get to do that. Yeah, you got it. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good for close up. Hey. As always, thank you guys for listening to the College Loop Podcast. I'm the co-host, not the host. I'm co-host Harrison Tar of the Auburn Daily. That's by. Uh, excuse me, at by Harrison Tar on Twitter. Joined today, as always, by my good friend, Dylan Lark, at It's Your Boy the Tank. Is it Your Boy the Tank? Your Boy. Your Boy the Tank. You see, it screws me up there. It gets, it gets in my head. At Your Boy the Tank on Twitter. Mailbag didn't happen today because you guys just hate me. And didn't didn't hit my line. I'm just kidding. I tweeted it at all the wrong times and did not promote it correct, correctly. We're going to get one going soon. If you've got mailbag questions and you want us to answer them for Thursday... Send them to us on any platform. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Make sure you're following all of us. Check out our YouTube. Make sure you're subbing there. 
uh tiktok coming soon i think i mean you and i, we, you and I kind of tossed that around kind of soon uh yeah. a couple days ago so we're kind of everywhere um if you've got questions we got answers or we'll make some up not actually but we'll we'll, we'll do our best so as always thank you guys for listening to the college loop and we will see you on thursday see y'all